Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Great to see you, Jordan. You too, buddy. Thank you. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been, what, two days since we last <laughs> Day recorded. and a half. Oh, man. You know, there's the miracle of technology allows us to record these programs ahead of time. And I don't think the audience knows that we're pulling the wool over their eyes. Yeah. They do now. They just got to look behind the curtain at the great and ter- terrible Oz. <laughs> That's him. The great and terrible Oz. <laughs> Is that the book? Who, who cruelly granted the scarecrow a brain. <laughs> who... What? Let's introduce who, who crammed some courage up the lion's ass, even though he didn't want it there. Our guest, by the way, uh, is the uh, very funny, very talented musician Rachel Bloom. Hi, Rachel. How are you? Hi, I'm great. Um, you're familiar with the one of the later uh, Oz books, such as The Great and Terrible Oz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. You covered Courage Up the Ass, <laughs> right? Oh, yeah, yeah. There's the one. Uh, where he just uh, he shoves a heart up his pee pee hole. Yeah, sure. urethra. Yeah, yeah. the tin yeah, man's yeah. urethra. <laughs> I call it a pee pee hole. Sure, that's when Frank L. Baum was drinking away all of his money <laughs> and just needed to churn that stuff out. Yeah, um, I was at a in Old Town, San Diego. I guess that's where uh, Frank L. Baum. L. Frank Baum. L. Frank Baum. Excuse me. I only know that because Elphaba in Rick- Wicked. Is her name's Elva, but because of L. Frank Baum. Hey, fucking leave the nerd shit at the door, huh? Sorry. Come on. This is a (laughs) cool podcast. (laughs) This show isn't about finding yourself and becoming empowered. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And some stuff that might be about the Bush administration. Anyway, (laughs) I saw Wicked. Very veiled. Very, a little veiled. Yeah. Uh, And I guess, so, so I guess L. Frank Baum holed up somewhere in in Old Town, San Diego. It's kind of like a, you know, Adobe themed tourist trap. You wait. Where did L. Frank Baum hole up at the like the Applebee's? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something like that. I don't know. They I, my I I didn't learn a lot about it, but there was some little store that was like the L. Frank Baum Memorial Store where you could get all this odd stuff. But then it had all of his other books that he had written. Well, he wrote like forty Oz books, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. but then these other ones like you know. The Girl Aviator and Her Chum. One was honestly really? called The Girl Aviator and Her Chum. So there was just all the... I mean, it's That's like... That's about a lady aviator who works to attract sharks. Sure. <laughs> and then she falls in love with the uh, bucket of fish slurry. Right. Um, so, yeah. And then... But, I mean, there, and it's like when you see, like, you know, all the books L. Ron Hubbard wrote. It's just mm-hmm. like, you know... Dash Dixon, Adventurer of the Amazon. So there was just, I mean, there were there were hundreds of these things. Well, I think there was a time in America when you just went to the bookstore and said, I don't know, give me some books. Yeah. Like if you were literate, you were barely literate. And you just wanted something with with the implication of sex. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just, you didn't have any other form of entertainment. I'll so tell you, you just read. I'll tell you that Return to Oz, the 19, 1980s sequel... Sequel, right? Prequel. Prequel? Yeah. Trilogy. Yeah. About uh, about uh, Dorothy and her friends. Gave me nightmares. I know it's cliched to say such, but it really fucked me up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like for years afterwards, after watching that movie as a five-year-old, or I don't know how old I was when that movie came out, I had fucking nightmares about these things in that movie that were block squares and had little tank treads and went around like it fucked me up like even right now as i describe these memories that i barely have people are right now are composing emails to me about what those things are called and the whole story of return to oz and sending me links to their feruza balk fan fiction (laughs) but in my mind it's just this vague feeling of terror that is literally welling up inside me right now as I talk about the fact that I saw that movie as a kid. Well, I mean, I think that belongs to a genre of movie that that was, uh, you know, popular when we were kids, but maybe is not around anymore. The, like, the harrowing 
live action child's fantasy. Uh, mm-hmm. Mine was Never Ending Story. That movie really scared me. Really? Yeah, oh, totally. Yeah, the nothing and oh, the, that was uh, like my favorite movie. You not scared at all by that? No, I wasn't scared at all by anything else I saw. Huh. My mom took me to see the Malang- the Malagro Beanfield War when I was like seven. <laughs> like, I went to see a lot of weird movies, but the movie but that Return to Oz. Return to Oz because of those blockhead guys. Rachel, what about you? Scary. Well, I was about to say, uh, I saw Labyrinth, and there's the scene with these like b- pink, like lizard monkey creatures. Do you guys remember the scene in Labyrinth? And they like they come out. They're like, ah! and I want to say they sing a song or they just shriek in in rhythm. And and the thing, and so the thing is, the rhythmic shriek. The rhythmic shriek. They, they're friends with David Bowie, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're everyone's friends with David Bowie. <laughs> in the world. God, I wish I was friends with <laughs> David Bowie. I know. You know he's fucking those lizard creatures. Well, he doesn't care you, if they're men or women. And so you we, know that I'm public radio host Jesse Thorne and not supermodel Iman. Right? Oh, <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> Bye, Rachel. Bye. Um, Jesse, and I, don't but tell I them want... that till the end of the show. I lie to people to get them to come. <laughs> Just because I look like Iman doesn't mean you should tell people I'm Iman. Well... How are we going to get guests? You're taking advantage of my statuesque beauty and my and my glistening ebony skin. I'm sorry. I know that you're not really – I know that you're not any mom. You knew that the whole yeah, time? Yeah. I know that you're Giselle. It's true. I am Giselle. Mm-hmm. Shh. That's why I'm doing this. Why are you shushing, Ms. Boomchin? <laughs> no reason. <laughs> Just thinking of my husband, a football man. <laughs> anyway, this is what my voice probably sounds like. <laughs> Crumpets, stoppins. More cocaine, please. Yeah. Is she British? I, I have know no idea. About her. No, me too. The... Her name is Boomchin. She can't possibly be a Briton. No. I was just making She's a choice. She's got to be Austrian. I was just making a strong, strong choice. Strong, strong, big choice. Yeah. That's what they say when you go into an audition situation. Mm-hmm. Just make a choice. Okay, so Rachel, you saw Labyrinth as a kid and it fucked you up? Well, what I was about to say um, before the, the supermodels uh, <laughs> cut in was... Um, <laughs> That we watched, La- I watched Labyrinth then like last year, and that same scene messed with me. I was like, oh, you know, when you just like, I mean, it's like what you just had, like the memory recall, but when you see a scene from a movie that scared you, it kind of doesn't scare you any less because suddenly you feel like you're a child again. It's like memories you have that you haven't thought of uh, since the day that the thing happened. It, it kind of just like affects you all over again, and I was really freaked out. I was like, like, I still, I had a weird, when I was a little kid, I used to, there was a flamingo monster, like, that I created in my mind. It was, like, a flamingo monster, like. (laughs) Was this based on a flamingo that you saw? Did you, like, go to the zoo? Wait, was it a flamingo monster or a flamenco monster? That would have been amazing. (laughs) (laughs) No, it was a flamingo monster that I would have nightmares about. And, uh, and I think. Can you describe the monster? Yeah, I remember. This is so weird. I, okay, even like saying his name actually really freaks me out. He had a out. name? Yeah. And I don't know where the fuck I got it. His name was Ray Song? <laughs> I don't know if like... He sounds, that sounds, sounds like, like a the, Chinese man's name. I was going to say the one name of like an R&B star. <laughs> Ray Song. No, no, it was... Okay, it wasn't like Ray Song. I was like, like oh, Radon Chong? His name was like Ray Song. It was like one word. Was he a Pokemon? He, no, he wasn't. He was a giant flamingo in a tuxedo. Yes, he was a Pokemon. <laughs> Is that a Pokemon? I don't know. Seems, was, like, seems like it's probably a Pokemon. It's, I think Pokemon like are nude. They don't wear tuxedos. Are you sure? Yeah, I don't think they wear Well, when tuxes. they go to weddings. <laughs> they go to poco weddings. Yeah, what about on New Year's Eve? <laughs> no, and yeah. If they've got, like if they're, if they're going somewhere nice? Sure. Anyway. Somewhere with a... Prefix menu. The, I think the Pokemon would be the type of people who like show up to a black tie wedding and they're just wearing a suit and you're like, oh, I can't say anything because it said because they're Pokemon. Like I'm not gonna like be that guy, but it said like it said like it didn't say like it said black tie optional, but everyone knows what that means. Everyone knows what sure. that means, which is it's not optional at all. Yeah, exactly. it means it's an option if you're an asshole, right? Like right. if you're the kind of dick who's gonna show up to a black tie optional event not in black tie, then yeah, I guess that's your option. That's what the tone it should say. Yeah, <laughs> look, it's black tie optional. I I hear that occasionally yeah. Pokemon will show up in jeans and a sport coat. That's the kind of shit that that's I. So, that's what it's I. So that's why, so yeah. That's why we got to catch them. All. It's like Pikachu. Yeah. I choose you to leave my wedding. <laughs> I choose you to wait in the parking lot. I choose you to. That's have why I only life. invite Digimon to my wedding. <laughs> <laughs> Digimon. 
Pokemons have a certain class that Pokemons yeah. lack. A kind I, of classic sense of style. My fiance, who you've had on the show, Dan Greger, wore this is years ago, wore sandals to a Jewish to a wedding in Long Island and literally got himself blacklisted <laughs> from Jewish weddings on Long Island for like six years. That's the it, main social event in it, Long Island it, is Jewish much, weddings. It's the only social event. Basically, did he get the did the call go out on the phone tree? I don't know. I, I guess we're Gregor's out. He got <laughs> we got around really quickly that he wore sandals to a wedding. And I don't know why he It's like when that it's like when that uh racquetball team or whatever wore sandals to the White House. Remember that? No. No. Yeah, these ladies' uh, sports team. Oh, boy. I'm going to say racquetball team because I don't remember what kind of team they were. They were the champions. Seems like a nice feminine sport, racquetball. They they were the badminton champions or Mm -hmm. what have you. You know, I don't know. Eh, Broad's doing sports all the same. Good fundamentals. Learn to dunk, ladies. Um, so they went to the White House, and then two. I think of them that was the sport. Wearing... Is bouncy, 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 bouncy. Two of them were wearing flip flip flops. No oh boy, but they're sports people. Do you think that sports sports people are accepted? Yeah, Ex- I think if you're accepted? a sport, if you're a sports person, like if if Gregor was like in the NBA and he'd come in like his jersey and his shorts, I think they would have been <laughs> fine with that. Do you think like a Derrick Rose or uh, you know an NBA superstar goes to formal events? In his jersey, is it like being in the military? I think it kind of is. I think a, a sport coat over that jersey. Do you think? Do you think they have a dress jersey like the Marines do, <laughs> with little like, like one, a little lace on it? One's for combat slash games. One's for dress. Well, actually, I like mean, the, like the shooting guards ball. At my, I'll, I mean, I have a little bit of experience with this at my wedding. Uh, the one that didn't last. Mm-hmm. Um, the wedding didn't last. Uh, the marriage. Okay, didn't last. All right. the wedding was beautiful. The we, wedding lasted. The wedding Honestly, lasted the, about what, about a, you know the standard amount of time a wedding. Okay. The wedding went a little long. It was a little bit. Long. I'm going to tell you the truth. I would have cut a couple of the songs from the ceremony, sure. but I understand. Well, my you have fiance, cousins, songs from the ceremony. You have cousins who want to sing, sure. Ceremony or reception? Ceremony. There were a lot of songs. Cousins want to sing at the cousins want to sing in the ceremony. My point was, we invited, a, you know, crazy. The love man, how many songs Morrison. did you have in your the ceremony? The man who set us up, sorry, was pro wrestler Jake the Snake Roberts. Sure. So he was a guest at our wedding. Sure. And he brought his python. Right. And and it was just expected that he would – that's his uniform. Uh-huh. Right. So, I mean, it was his formal python, right. his dress python. Right. But he brought it. So I only bring, I think that's precedent. I only bring formally attired wrestlers to weddings. If I'm going to bring mm. a wrestler or invite a wrestler to a fo- any be one whose event, theme is tuxedos. Yeah, like the Million Dollar Man. <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's a guy who's always dressed appropriately for the situation. Whether it's wrestling in the ring or, you know, going to uh, a celebration of two people's love. <laughs> a celebration and affirmation sure. of two people's love. Um, back to the, to the topic of terrifying live-action children's movies. Yes. I think oh, yeah. it was yeah something that we all got, but that just isn't around anymore, Do right? Ch- what? But children probably go see The Hunger Games and then they're terrified by that. Oh, yeah. Right? Maybe that's yeah. it. Maybe the... Maybe the terrifying live action movies that kids are going to see are the ones that like adult nerds are also going to see. Like maybe like Avengers scared kids. Like maybe that's the one that. Well, how many children do you think? Now, granted, I've t- I've talked about this before, but there's so- something about the n- the movie theater near my house brings children to all showings of all films. However, that having been said. Um, I saw huge lines of very young children waiting to see those uh, Batman Dark Dark Knight movies. Oh, sure. Which were a little upsetting to me. <laughs> I was like, eh, this is a little too bleak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, in thinking about the type of movies we're talking about, because I'll rewatch these movies now and be like, that's terrifying. There's a almost nightmarish randomness in them that you don't see anymore. Like when you think about Labyrinth, where just Henson was so imaginative, there's just like these random, crazy looking creatures. I mean, same with all these like, you know, like what were you saying? Like boxes on wheels, right? Like you don't have that kind of nightmarish randomness anymore. You don't have creativity (laughs) anymore. Yeah. I mean, if you're seeing like the Avengers, like... You're just doing a slightly shinier version of something that's been in comic books for 50 years. And it's kind of predictable, right? Like there's nothing that's really imaginatively horrifying. So I think it's even the Hunger Games and anyone who sees the Hunger Games if you're a kid has probably already read the Hunger Games. 
And, you know, you're less likely to get nightmares from a book than you are from a movie because now, when our I was a kid, I read a book called Mein Kampf. Mm-hmm. And stay with me here. Nightmares for... <laughs> but the movie, kind of fun. Yeah, the movie was fun. <laughs> the movie's fun. Yeah. Well, they got Eddie Murphy for it. Yeah, yeah he plays all the characters. <laughs> <laughs> he plays Fat Hitler. <laughs> but seriously, I love anything Riefenstahl. Am I right, guys? Oh, yeah. Anything that guy does. Uh, we're having fun. I've heard Mein Kampf is actually really terribly written. I'm sure it is. It's bad. Apparently, it's like a really. My friend who's German was saying that, like, um, <laughs> that, like, it was the thing where, like, it was the fashionable thing to be like, oh, I've read Mein Kampf. Yeah, it's wonderful. But, like, no one read it because it was just a really boring book. Like, it was just bad. It was badly written. When you say it was the fashionable thing, you mean at the time when the among Nazis. Nazis. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Not just among your friend and his buddies. No, no, no. No. It's like, oh, for, for, yeah, for, 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 for Germany, we used to read, like, in university days, we would hang out, you know, cafe culture. And... We have book club. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you'll read. It's the first 50 pages. No one finished. It's okay. We just did Trader Joe's hummus. Really? It's all about the vine, you know? <laughs> the vine and the race war. <laughs> uh, Nazi book club. <laughs> That's the premise of that. Oh, God. I wish we were talking about something else so I could go to a break. Let's change tone yeah. slightly and talk about some other topic, even briefly. Oh, how about this? Briefly, can, can I, I, so that I don't, don't emphasize Nazi book club by. <laughs> um, let me ask you this. Has, uh, has Simon, Jesse's young son, Simon, has he been hey. scared by anything? Good has been, he been bothered by a he film and, or a show or something? He and I went to our first uh, movie the other day. Mm-hmm. Went to see the hit film Frozen. Mm. Sure. Um, I, I went to see this. I chose this one out of all of the movies uh, because it had Kristen Bell in it. I was interviewing Kristen Bell for Bullseye. So I thought, great. I can write it off. I'll, yeah. Well, at the very least, I will not be an adult man sitting by himself in Frozen <laughs> in a neighborhood movie theater playing Frozen. So I, I we made it through about 60%. He definitely – he's still at an age where – his grasp of narrative is weak enough that I don't think he could pick up enough context to be frightened by something. That's mm-hmm. He understands that different characters have different names and that things are happening on the screen. If he watches something a lot of times, he can sort of figure out the basics of what's happening. You know, he understands that Pooh Bear wants honey. <laughs> sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I mean, that's... That's one of the that's one of the five plots, right? Yeah, there's five plots yeah, in all of literature: man yeah. versus nature, bear versus want of honey. Yeah. <laughs> so I but, took literature classes in college. I know this stuff, but he hasn't quite he hasn't quite made it to the point in his life where I think he could identify something crazy as uh, or something scary as being scary. Okay. But I'm worried about it because children are capricious about what they find scary. I don't think it's consistent. When I talk to people with parents or parents with kids who are slightly older than my kid, you know, like say our friend Biz from One Bad Mm -hmm. Mother, you know, her daughter is uh, like four and a half and is terrified by some things but completely unbothered by other things and it's there's no way to know which one is going to be which. Yeah, the sure. ra- I remember when I was a kid, uh, I was terrified of cacti, cacti cactuses. <laughs> That's I actually, re- I, I reasonable. Remember, I remember the fear I would have around a cactus. I would literally cry. There was a street in my hometown where a ton of cacti were, and I wouldn't walk down it. We should um, mention your hometown was Yuma, Arizona. <laughs> 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 it was a shut-in. Uh, and... And I was afraid of men with ma- mustaches, men with facial hair. Oh. And I remember the reason being that, like, but a cactus, cactus with a mustache. Oh Hilarious. my god! <laughs> it was great. Yeah, it was a Muppet. Was it? No, that no. would've been great. Though. It would've been fun yeah. to have it. Yeah, Where, mustache so. cactus. But I remember the reason. I kind of remember the reason being like there wasn't a reason. It just they viscerally sure. there was an Im- there was a creepiness to um like especially men with like I remember there was this guy with like like almost like a. Would have been hipstery, but for him it was just like a barbershop, like curly, curly mustache. And he, it just scared – it scared me, like scared the shit out of me. And there this wasn't... was like 1900, 1910. <laughs> yeah. So it wasn't a hipster thing. Yeah, yeah. Just... I'm 96. Right. <laughs> um, and I, I, 
I just I remember the feeling of terror that it was just something I couldn't name because you're like so you're kind of like half conscious when you're that age and it's like almost like everything is a dream. And so it just I remember whenever I'd see that it almost felt like I was in a nightmare. That's that, really when I see when I talk to Simon, sometimes I remember, oh, yeah, when you're a little kid, you don't really understand what's going on around you exactly and so you just kind of go through it based on a sort of trust in the feeling that's inside you at that moment. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like if you have a positive feeling, it seems like everything's going fine. You just go forward. If you get a negative feeling, you're not sure what it's about. You just flip the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right? Is there, yeah. is there anything scary? What's the, what's the scariest thing that happens in Frozen? Well, I didn't see all of Frozen. We okay. only made it about 60% of the way through Frozen. And then he was like, I got to peace out? I mean, there's... I got somewhere to be. There was no bad guy in the part that I saw. Mm-hmm. There literally was no bad guy. There was a... I didn't like some of the mountains. They're climbing up mountains. I didn't like that because I'm afraid of heights. Sure. Oh, okay. I don't like anything in a movie. Wait, wait, that... Jesse, did you get too scared and have to leave? Well, I no, I well, I Simon didn't was have like, really? to leave. Can you just close your eyes? Simon was upset that I peed my pants. Oh, he sure. asked me to leave mm-hmm. <laughs> because you you told him I can wear my big boy pants to the movie. Yeah, I'm not a baby. I'm not a baby. You don't need your diety. I don't need some diety on my. You can wear your big boy pants. I don't need to cover my wee wee with a diety mm-hmm. to go see a movie. You know, to go see the great. I was going to say Kristen Chenoweth. What's the woman called? <laughs> Kristen Bell? No, the woman who won the Oscar or who sang the Oscar Adina song. Men- Ad- oh, Adina Men- Adara Men- Mendor is what John, Tra- what did John Travolta call it. Oh, yeah. He did have like he a just, little stroke while he, he was trying he to say her name. He literally said like Adana Mendor or something that, terrible. Keep John Travolta out of the Oscars. Get him out of there. That guy's, that guy's wrapped up. That's, wrap, the, wrap it up. Yeah, he's got a giant face made of clay. <laughs> His face, man. Very weird face. I'm going to have nightmares about that face. Yeah, right? If I were a little kid and I saw the Oscars, I would have John Travolta face nightmares. Yeah, definitely don't show Simon any late period John Travolta movies. <laughs> okay, Like good. The Taking of Pelham 123 remake. <laughs> um, Punisher with Thomas Jane. Wait, what does he play in that? He's like the bad guy in that. Yeah. What's, that, what's that bad guy in The Punisher called? War Horse or something? Oh, I don't know a lot of it's Punisher bad guys. It's, it's like Kingpin. Is horse it? with a gun? <laughs> yeah, gun horse. Punisher bad guys are just like mobsters. They're boring. Yeah. Well, we'll be back in yeah. just a second. I Jordan Jesse go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Moore's Boy Detective. Next week is the start of the Max Fun Drive. We do this once a year. It's how we support this program and all of the shows at MaximumFun.org. It's how we pay our bills, pay ourselves, pay our rent, pay our mortgages. Jordan, you recently bought a home. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm a homeowner. You have a mortgage on that on that houseboat you bought in Northern Oregon, right? <laughs> oh yeah, I got to get off the grid sometimes, you know. I no away I, from the federal government's prying eyes. <laughs> I absolutely understand. Uncle Sam is up your rear. <laughs> yeah, get out of there. That's for the wife only. <laughs> and our friend Jake the Snake Roberts, anyway, when he chooses to join us in our lovemaking. The last two weeks of the month of March are the Max Fun Drive. Join us at the end for a live Jordan Jesse Go streaming recording um, and on the podcast for two weeks with special guests and special good times. And, of course, go to MaximumFun.org slash donate to support us. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. And Rachel Bloom. I looked at Rachel Bloom, forgetting that I had told her to not told her to introduce herself. And I gave her this meaningful look like, okay, and now it's your turn to introduce yourself. And she just smiled, nodded, and winked at me. We were all looking at each other in that moment. Like we all kind of looked around like 
in an 80s movie when a babe in a convertible drives by. <laughs> we were all like, yeah, uh-huh. Check her out. Major blonde, major car. Do blondes, do, do uh, babes still drive convertibles? I don't know. I haven't really, I haven't really noticed. I haven't seen any babes in convertibles, I feel like. Yeah. I live in Hollywood. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ground whole... zero for convertible babes. Yeah. I think because the rise, uh, you could correlate the rise of babe cancer Right. With the rise of babe convertibles. Oh. So babes oh. looked at the journals but remember, and they figured it out. Correlation is not causality. You're right. It isn't. <laughs> Could be purely coincidental. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, if you Believe me, this was a big debate among the babe, the babe message community. boards in sure. the, the community for a while. I can understand that. Well, babes, are, babes get really into methodologies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, if you don't have a good control group, Babes are going to be on you. You know what it actually <laughs> ended you. up being was, you know, what actually caused all that babe cancer was the soap from the car washes. <laughs> and they weren't properly covered. They were all in bikinis. Right. So it got all over them. Soap mm-hmm. on skin. Which also led to uh, bitch cancer later because yes. the bitches were always sitting on cars and they were inhaling all that car exhaust yeah. mm-hmm. sitting on the, the hoods of cars dancing. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's tough out there. For women. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. Women in Hollywood especially. Absolutely. absolutely. That's, I think that's a lesson. It's tough to be a woman in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Especially when you're getting older. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. You know, because you get, could get babe cancer. <laughs> get babe. Yeah. That's what babe cancer. <laughs> What's going on with you, pal? Well, uh, I, uh, I, made a little, I made a little move towards self-care the other day that I maybe uh, wanted to bring up on the show. See it. if I could get some other opinions. Can I guess what it is? You can. Is it an unguent? It's an ointment. <laughs> ointment. You're close. You're close. Yeah. You kind of, yeah. Um, I did something. I kind of realized, I kind of realized that I, and I know this is like a super cliche observation, but I realized I was looking at my phone too much and I was starting to feel like a weird dick and I was getting like, and you know, and I, the, you know, uh, I think everybody's heard of the kind of um, phenomenon where, you know, when you get an email or you get an at on Twitter, it sends a little dopamine, you know, nugget up to your brain and it, you know, simulates achievement or something like that. Um, and that was totally happening. And I was definitely like I felt like doing doing too much of I was looking for that nugget a little bit too much and something that. The, the opposite was kind of happening when I didn't have an email or an at or something like that. Uh, I feel like I, 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 a, a nugget was stolen from me. I felt like something snatched one of my dopamine nuggets. And I felt like – I just definitely feel like I was getting more bummed out by, by social networking stuff than I should have. And getting like – There's a – I mean I don't mean to interject. Sure, please, here. please. Did you think about creating an at bot? Oh, that would just send me ads about dick pills? Or, alternately, you know, look, we pay our producer, Brian Fernandez, to work on this show. I mean, Brian loves working on the show. It's a great opportunity for him. And he, I mean, he he works in Hollywood. He doesn't need to do this. But, yeah. He does it. It's a passion project for him. But, you know, we, we pay him a fair wage. Sure. What if he kicked him an extra 20 bucks and just said... At me every 40 seconds. Yeah, just every 40 seconds, just a quick at, just to check in. Hey, Jordan. Said, hey, saw you your profile. Great. Let's hang out on cam. Yeah, exactly. That would be nice. I don't get invited to hang out on cam as much as I'd like. I know. I would love to hang out on cam. I want to get invited to more board game nights. Right. And to hang out on cam. Sure. And you know, bar trivia too. Bar trivia. I'm a, I'm uncomfortable doing bar ga- uh, uh, doing uh, board games. Mm-hmm. You know, because I'm too competitive and then I hate myself. Sure. Hmm. So I'm focusing on hanging out on cam. Yeah. I mean, that's good. Oh, you want to follow up uh, Nazi Book Club with uh, Nazi Board Game Night? Okay. Uh... <laughs> no, sorry. We don't have to. Do you have one? I was going to say something, but then I realized it was so horrible. Instead that was... of the game of life. It was – it got way too dark. <laughs> all of the, all of the monop- – like Monopoly is too real. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's about too real of things. Sure. And then when you put it with Nazi stuff, it gets sad instead of funny. How about this? I, got, I think I got one we can all enjoy. Sure. Okay. Well, now we can't play Mousetrap because you need all the pieces and I cannot find the little man. 
That's just fun. That one's just fun. He just lost well, one okay. of his okay. mouth. Oh, he, he, his- he didn't get. He didn't get disappeared. No, he was not. Camp. He was not put on a train. <laughs> mine, mine, my mind immediately went to controlling the railroads. Oh, and that's good. I got re- and then I got really sad inside my head. Yeah, and it really upset me. Anyway. Uh, and I always feel like I, back to my social network problem. I always felt like I, I was a guy who did a pretty good idea with being like, of being like happy for what I had and like not feeling like jealous. But I totally started feeling jealous of everybody's shit. Mm-hmm. All of their what are their ads? Their ads, their followers, their followers, their banter with other people who I wanted to banter. Oh with. Oh my god, that dra- that makes me feel really self conscious too when I see other people bantering with other people who are being on Twitter. I'm yeah. like. Well, I've met I've met them before. Why why am I not talking to them? I guess I don't have friends. Yeah. Instagrams of brunch, Instagrams of mm-hmm. Game of Thrones parties that I was not invited to. Mm-hmm. I've people never have been Game, of Thrones to a party? Game of Thrones party. Yeah, people are having them and you know who they're not inviting? Us. Us. I've never even cool heard people. of a Game of Thrones party. Yeah, they have it. Oh, they all watch it. They have drinks. Are they the- they're probably themed drinks that they Instagram. Oh man. <sighs> So, yeah, I was just getting super fucking bummed out about that stuff when yeah, I was I usually a guy who can red, handle that, I felt like. Red wedding punch. Red wedding. Oh, that's mm. good. Thank you. That's very good. That was fair. It's just, yeah. I give it a B minus. It's just Hawaiian punch and vodka. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and murder. And murder. Betrayal. Yeah, a little it's dash Hawaiian of murder. punch. Vodka and betrayal. Oh, God. Now I'm just going to be trying to think of Game of Thrones themed cocktails <laughs> for like ever now. It'll be a more popular run than Nazi board game. <laughs> wait, what's um, the wait. stuff that they throw when they're protecting the thing and then they have it's called like Firestorm or something? Oh, Dragonfire. Dragonfire? I think so, right? Is that what it's called? Dragonfire? I think fire? it's called Dragonfire. Does that sound right to you, Dragonfire? Wait, that they're protecting from Collectively, what? just now, we have, we have an audience We've of- caused- Oh, are you talking about the 30, green 30,000 aneurysms. That, yeah, yeah. That they win Blackwater? It's called- um. Is it called dr- no? It's, it's not, not called, called dragon. I know that's called... a kind of an obvious. It sounds too obvious. Oh, no, no, it's right? called. It's called like green. Isn't it called green fire? No, it's called. Is it called bug juice. It's called... <laughs> no, that's what you drink at camp. <laughs> okay, Brian, we need some help here. We definitely need a Google here for because I can't, sake, I can't. I can't. I can't. We can't field all of these Game of Thrones. No one has. No one has heard this episode yet, and already my mailbox is full of angry <laughs> corrections. People, I think. Yeah, I think nerds have a kind of a shine. Oh, oh. Wildfire. Wildfire. <laughs> it's called Wildfire. Dragonfire's not that no, off. No, it's not that off. That's not that and less dumb. Brian's voice in on our talk back just really upset Rachel Bloom. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Don't correct me. I like almost had it. Like one more second and yeah. I would have had it. We got okay. it. We can we pretend it. like we thought it. Yeah. Anyway. I'm really upset that I can't think of a single Game of Thrones cocktail pun right now. It's going to be fine. We'll edit it in. You think of it in 20 minutes, right. and then we'll edit it in like we were all just coming up with it off the top of our heads. Right. So we sorry. need to put in an edit point, though. Yeah. I bet Rachel's got a great one. And, okay. okay. Now just feel okay, free no, to no, think no, of it. I've well, said wait, it. I've no. said it. No, I <laughs> Right? So obvious. Yeah. But yeah. So She's a quick one. But so good. The, the booze plus the Game of Thrones reference. Anyway, so I can, I can understand that. I understand that jealousy, too. Yeah. Especially because, especially especially, the publicness of Twitter mm-hmm. makes you feel bad sometimes. Sure. Because you're like, ah, those people are friends. They're more friends than I'm friends with them. Yeah. I'm supposed to, I'm trying to be friends with them. Oh, yeah. Or it's sort of like, you're like, I'm real friends with this person. I don't think this person is actually friends with this other person, but they're bantering with them on Twitter, which means they're more desirable than I am. I don't know. I was really starting to like to like assign worth points to myself for no, all my I, fucking I, Twitter I shit. I feel that, especially when it's like people who are my age mm-hmm. who are talking to comedians I respect. Who ninety maybe, who are like maybe who are ninety. Other ninety. Oh, people who are like ninety year olds. You know, fellow yeah. no, uh, nonagenarians. Yeah, nonagenarians mm-hmm. like myself. But you're like, oh, I guess like all of the young, cool comedy people are hanging out together somewhere. And they're like, hey, let's tweet at each other later. Sure. And I'm not getting invited to those places where all of the young comedy people seem to be, like, hanging out and going to Game of Thrones brunches. I know. 
Yeah, you, oh, you only get in, invited to the, like the Friars Club roasts. Yeah, I know. It's like Sid Caesar, yeah. my bro, Sid Caesar, man. May he rest in peace. Yeah, may he rest in peace. One for but me. The man had one for a, my homie. But the man had a huge dick. He did. Anyway, I was going to go into my Sid Caesar big dick routine. Does he have a big dick? I don't know. No, no, no. That's Milton that Milton Burl. Burl had, Burl a, had a big dick. dick. Yeah. How was big was Sid Caesar's dick? Did how, do you think Milton Burl knew that his legacy would be that he had a big dick? Like at this point, people don't really remember anything about him or his work, mm-hmm. but they do remember, remember the that dick he was jokes. <laughs> yeah, only enough to only enough to win. Yeah, sure. Um, I don't know. I mean, if you have to have a legacy, most of us won't have a legacy. That's a good point. Most of so us will die forgotten. anonymous. No. Yeah. Lost to the ages. So much worm food. Our tombstones will blow away in the wind yeah. because they're only yeah. made of paper because we couldn't afford. Granite tombstones. Oh, interesting. And then we will be lost to the ages. Couldn't even afford a tether for our tombstone. Mm-mm. It's just a piece of paper placed atop our tomb. Sure. And somebody wrote on the piece of paper, some jerk. <laughs> and it just and blows they, away. They wrote it with highlighter. Yeah. They couldn't find a pen, so they just used a highlighter. <sighs> whatever. Whatever. And this is a, I mean, this is a, this is definitely a, a showbiz phenomenon, but people putting up the deadline article when they get something sure. is uh, deadline is kind of the you know breaking news Hollywood site. And every time someone books something or gets a writing job, they put up the deadline article. I was getting bummed about people's deadline articles because you didn't have any deadline. I didn't articles. have no, I didn't have a single fucking deadline article. Deadlines never written anything about Jordan Jesse Go. No, they should. I know when I mean when they're doing a I mean they're doing weekend box office mm-hmm. right. I mean we got Mm-hmm. You know, uh, they're doing. When We're new... opening pretty pretty strong in narrow release. Sure, exactly. <laughs> w- could we go wide? Yeah. <laughs> could we appeal to fat people? <laughs> That's what going wide means. Oh, <laughs> appealing to <laughs> fat people. Yeah, but I was getting super bummed at that stuff, so I took everything off my phone. I took off. I didn't like you know bail from Facebook, and I didn't mm-hmm. I didn't erase anything, but I took it all off my phone. And what are we talking about? What did you take off? Your oh, phone? like the apps. Yes. So yeah, oh. I had I, I got AOL rid of Instant Messenger. I, AOL Instant Messenger. <laughs> ICQ. Mm-hmm. Uh, Whole Foods recipe suggester. <laughs> right. <laughs> Fucking bumming me out. I can't totally. afford shallots. Yeah. <laughs> got to settle for brown onions. Yeah. Oh boy. Um. So I took off. I was even, guys. I was even getting bummed out. Tumblr was bumming me out. That's how like. That's how hard I was taking this. Like people, put, you weren't getting you weren't getting heart points. No, not getting heart points. All people wanted to do is reblog pictures of how cute Adam Scott looks mm-hmm. in whatever little Adam Scott thing he's wearing, he and no one's cute. talking about how funny Jordan is. He is really cute when he was wearing that tiny tux the other day. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was I remember adorable. that. That was really yeah. cute. Yeah. Were you saying something, Jordan? Yeah. <sighs> no. If you wanted to talk about how he can pull off pastels. You want to talk about that? And his everyman quality? Yeah, that, that sounds great. Now he's such a... I like him because he's, oh, he's talented and good looking. Yeah. I also, I feel like he's, you know, like I could fuck him. You yeah, yeah, I mean? like, like he'd like, like oh, like he, that he's like, he's not like, he's not like hot enough to where you're like, well, I could never fuck that guy. Like he's you feel like he would let you. crazy hot. Right. Like, he's just hot enough. But, but, you know, people can fuck me. I'm available to be fucked. Uh, how I'm on Tumblr. In a tiny tux, though. Not that good. It wouldn't yeah, fit. No, it I wouldn't. would look. Yeah. Yeah, I would look like a sausage, tu- tuxedo sausage. Do you have a cute little sort of scrunchy face? Oh, gee, me? Type face? Yeah. Am I? Am I supposed to be here? Oh, hi. Yeah. Adam anyway, Scott is great. So yeah, if anyone out there thinks I'm no, no, no. no. Adam Scott is terrific. Adam I think Scott we use the man okay, fucking great. hits a home run in everything he does. Let's make it, let's I'm make just it jealous clear. because women think he's more attractive and talented than I am, just which he, he is, is, which is true. Yes. And I, but I'm mad about it. More attractive and talented than either of us. Sure. Santa Cruz's favorite son. Oh yeah. Yeah. No. And, yeah. He's mm-hmm. he's the hero of the place that is our origin story. <sighs> well, now I hate him more. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I love him. Adam Scott, you're great. One time Come his on. mom sent me an email. Oh, that's fun. Really? Yeah. About what? True story about him. 
Sent you personally an email? Yeah, sent me a personal email. Sorry, Jordan. We'll get That's back okay. to you in a That's second. Okay. We're trying yeah. to talk about Adam Scott. No, I know. Here. I understand. So, yeah, like even that, even that like total, like why wouldn't you reblog a picture of Adam Scott? You should. He's great. He's right. adorable. And if you're a girl, I absolutely understand uh, why you want to do it. Or a gay gentleman. Or a gay gentleman. Excuse me. Um, but, yeah, like even like it was, I was getting so sensitive about that stuff that even that totally obvious stuff that you shouldn't be bothered by was like really bumming me out. Right. Uh, so I got got rid of it, got it all off my phone. What about email? I still have email on my mm-hmm. phone. No, but I get exactly what you're saying because I have that addictive – I mean it's become like whenever I tweet now, like no matter where I am, I have to be refreshing my at page. Sure. And it's almost like in my head, I'm like, well, this is an emergency. Like, I normally wouldn't be checking my phone in the car, but like, I just tweeted something. So, like, I have to see what my ads are. Like, you that, gotta. that'd be insane the, to not check my phone. It's irresponsible. That. Yeah, the, exactly. The only thing protecting me right now is that the website, the website favestar.fm, uh-huh. oh, yeah. stopped updating in real time. Oh, yeah. And so, when, when it stopped updating in real time, I stopped being able to just click refresh on it over <laughs> and, and look over at your, yeah. to see how many star points. Oh, I get mad there. when there's a discrepancy between Favestar oh, and the yeah. amount of stars that I have. Well, that's because it's Favestar fucking stopped working. Yeah. Yeah. Which how are we to... supposed to be obsessed with ourselves if there aren't apps to help us? <laughs> what am I supposed to think of someone else or something else in the world or use my imagination? So what are we talking about? Tumblr, got Facebook? Got rid of Tumblr, got rid of Facebook, got rid of Twitter. You kept on them the on your – you have a home computer? I have a home computer. You keep them on there? They're on there. And you feel good just like going home once a day and then just checking them on You your know computer. what – and the, yeah, so you know what that – what that made them is it made it like when we were kids and you got to go home and check the answering machine. Oh, uh-huh. Which was like the funnest thing in the world. Maybe yep. somebody called and if there's one bing bong flashing, like that's exciting. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I get to – I feel like I get to come home to, you know, three ats and ten star points and one Facebook world notification – Wait, you're only getting ten star points in an entire day. I'm not getting. I'm getting. No wonder more, you're I'm getting more so far yeah. now, right, Scott? Oh boy, how many? No, don't even check. Don't even check to see how many star points Adam <laughs> Scott's getting. It'll just bum me out. Uh, but yeah, so I think I think and I and that really like allowed me to like consider it a fun treat mm-hmm. and not this like thing that I needed to not be bummed out. So what do you feel like when you are not checking it? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I definitely like developed nervous phone hand. Uh, but yeah, I think I've been able to kick it. I don't feel like I have nervous phone hand anymore. It was a little. It was a. It was a brief drying out process. But what do you, uh, do? Yeah. What do, you do instead now? Play f- Flappy Quail? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just play Flappy Quail. I don't know. I just, I just hang out and don't look at anything. If I'm, if I'm somewhere where I need to. Um, Whoa! Re- you just relax. <laughs> just relax. I just fucking look at a window. I try to imagine something. Ugh. I once when I was a teenager, maybe Adam Scott in a little I, sailor see, suit. When I'm when I'm bored, I just try to imagine more Adam Scott memes. Yeah, sure. Once when I was a teenager, I remember I went out to do something. I, I, I can't remember what it was. It was something that involved you know walking fifteen minutes there and back, like going picking up something at the store or something like that. And I remember I couldn't find my Walkman. May have been a disc man by then, mm-hmm. and I remember this sort of sickening feeling at the pit of my stomach, like I'm going to have to live with myself <laughs> for 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and here's the thing: I am 32. I have never been able to escape that. Mm-hmm. I can't live with myself for three minutes. I, I will if I'm not distracting myself. All that will happen is I will be crushed by the inevitability of my own death. <laughs> oh, my God. I feel the same thing. Right? I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. That, that, that empty space. Guys, look at that- the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> Just in your areas, not mine. Yeah, that empty space alone is, is death. And when I actually – when I have bad insomnia, because sometimes I get really bad insomnia, and what will keep screwing me over is the fear of that moment when I'm trying to go to sleep because that's the moment I just have to be with myself – and I have to get my mind to relax and like that fear of that in-betweenness where it's like I have to live with that that awful, unsettled, dark in-betweenness where I'm just with my thoughts. Um, I totally get what you're saying. I actually I, – for that reason, I, I recently started meditating 
And it's been really interesting because all you do is you have to sit with yourself for like 20 minutes per time, 40 minutes a day total. And it's uh, been interesting. What do you, do you use like a meditation podcast or something? No, I took a class. I took like that course in yeah. Transcendental Meditation. Wow. And I started doing it. Do you think you're transcending? Yeah. I feel like I'm so much better than you guys right now. <laughs> <laughs> have you gotten to meet David Lynch? Yeah, I am. I am David Lynch. Congratulations. <laughs> Whoa. I told Lynch. you I'm 96. Okay. Well, that, that tracks. Yeah. Um, I guess I don't – those kind of like little spaces of time don't bother me. But the thing that stresses me out more than anything is having to eat a meal somewhere without something that I'm looking at. Mm. So now without – now that my phone is not a source of text, the back of my car is just filled with books and magazines. Like so I just always have to have – and I feel like a weirdo because I'm carrying around hard copy books now, like going into a restaurant. And I feel weird if I see somebody and like, hey, you should have this hard copy book. Oh, no reason. I just carry it around. Like I feel like I'm about to get bullied, like someone's going to knock it out of my hands and then put that's my like, head in the toilet. That's like the whole reason that the New Yorker exists in the world. Sure. Like the reason the New Yorker is a thing is so that you can go to lunch by yourself – with something that fits in your back pocket. Sure, exactly. It folds properly, has those nice columns. I was about to ask you, is that The New Yorker or is that just magazines? Mm-hmm. But now you're arguing I that can't. it's just The New Yorker. Tough to do it with a – tough to do it with like an Esquire. Because it flaps it's itself little, closed. Yeah, sure. It'll flap itself It's got a little closed. bit of a spine. That little spine. Also, it's really stupid also. <laughs> time, time is the same uh, makeup as The New Yorker. Yeah. It can hold itself open. I, then I would have to read Time, too. <laughs> That's true. I Yeah, like I, um, I I went – I brought a book to a restaurant this week, this past weekend. My wife sent me out of the house. Didn't really know what to do. Because you were farting too much? <laughs> yeah. Well, you've seen my T-shirt, World's Largest Source of Natural Gas. <laughs> <laughs> Is that why you had to leave Frozen? Oh, man. My, my father – You were lo- farting along to let, let it go. Let it go. <laughs> <laughs> Your farts. <laughs> Out your butt. My father-in-law was wearing an awesome T-shirt that said Fun Grandpa on it. <laughs> it was great. My father-in-law is a great guy. Um, but uh, I uh, – yeah, I had to bring a book and I couldn't manage the book. I couldn't – I was like, do I break the spine? It, it was a paperback mm-hmm. and I couldn't get it to fold open correctly. And I was like, God damn it. I need the fucking New Yorker. I just, I just have to, and I'm, I'm having to deal with the fact that if you just take a book off my shelf, it just has food stains in it. It just has, it just has weird ketchup in it. Um, can I tell you what I ate while I was reading it? Please. Ketchup. I went to this Japanese restaurant on the west side. It's like a ramen restaurant, but then they also have a variety of sort of appetizer dishes. Mm-hmm. And I chose the one called Squid Leg. Hmm. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna be like fucking, a tentacle. It was a tentacle. Yeah. It just said squid leg. How, was was, it? How do you prepare a squid leg? You deep fry it. Okay, great. Mm. Yeah, it's fucking great. Sounds delicious. Uh, you know what? It's come with a little sauce, a little Give me dip. a tentacle of any goddamn thing. Hmm. I don't even... There aren't that many things with tentacles. Well, I mean, what do you got? You got octopuses, squids, Cthulhu. Cthulhu. Yeah, <laughs> Cthulhu's. <laughs> Cthulhu leg. Give you a little sauce with the Cthulhu. It's a little spicy. Yeah. Um, oh gosh. The, oh, the most... uh, can I? S- yes, you may. Lucas Arts Adventure Games. Yes, those do have tentacles. Um, go ahead. Uh, I was in a. I was. I was having an audition that was on like it was like way over on the other side of town. Time for lunch. There's a deli by the audition place. Great. Got a sandwich. There's a park across the street from the deli. Fucking awesome. This is going to be amazing. Uh, I walk over across the street to the park and no bench. N- all of the benches were overlooking kids playing. And I I felt so <laughs> weird about being lone guy, kidless, sitting on bench with an eye shot of kids. You just had to take your dick out. You know what I did? I ate, ate the baseball duck out. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. It was just a nice bench. It was did enclosed. You, did you feel like a real big league manager? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I chewed to put some chewing tobacco in. Finally, your Tommy Lasorda dreams came true. Oh, I know. It was a submarine sandwich, too. <laughs> it's a Tommy Lasorda's nice favorite sandwich? Ball. Yeah, I think probably Tommy Lasorda's. I think it's safe to say that it's something involving marinara sauce, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That guy loves sauce. I don't know sports, but I do know Tommy Lasorda equals like veal parmesan or something. Didn't he have his – I think he had his own brand of marinara sauce at some point. And that makes sense. Yeah. 
I'm I'm putting my I'm putting money on it. Tommy Lasorda has a sauce. Yeah, he had his own sauce. Has or had his own sauce. For a while, that was like a prestige thing for a celebrity is do you have your own sauce? That's true. I'd love to have my own sauce. What kind of sauce would you have? Probably a hot sauce. You like a hot sauce. I do like a hot sauce. Yeah, I could. Oh, I would love to have a signature hot sauce. That would be great. Mm. Do you think we should have a signature hot sauce? Can I get in on this? Sure. I don't really eat hot sauce. Is that going to be Jordan, a problem? Jordan, Jesse, and Fuego. <laughs> well, problem solved there. Yeah. So do you feel better for having done this? A bazillion times better. But yeah, it's been uh, it's Have been your real... tweets gotten better? I think so. I think if you look at my feed, I think I'm, I'm less rushed. Mm-hmm. I'm considering them more. Mm-hmm. I don't feel... You know, I don't feel like I'm like, oh, my God, everybody's tweeting but me and I'm becoming obsolete and I'll never get a job. Like, I don't. Yeah, I'm that that feeling is gone. So, yeah, I think I'm I'm I think I am. I'm I'm a better person to have in your feed these days because I'm more relaxed about it. I'm a, I'm a better follow. Can I have a question? Can I have a question? Yes, you may. What on Twitter uh, online when you're not on your phone, where do you keep your drafts? Because I can only find the drafts thing when I'm on the Twitter app. Oh, how am I missing this? I keep uh, I, I I use I have a Windows phone, so I use OneNote to keep my little. Oh, you just you just write them down. Yeah, got it. Yeah, that's what I do. All right. So we've addressed the major problems of modern society. Like yeah, basically the nervousness that you get uh, when you have to confront your own mortality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where to keep your Twitter drafts if you don't have the app? And what our hot sauce will be called? We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Sponsors on this week's program include Harry's.com. Harry's, it's a, uh, Harry's offers a better shaving experience for a fraction of the price. We, this is a company that will uh, send you shaving blades, shaving handles, shaving creams, and unguents. We actually, uh, we actually got some in the mail ourselves. Yeah. I use it on my neck. Yep, I use it on my whole face. I had I had a little Harry's shave before I came to the studio today. How'd you like it? I thought it was really nice. I actually used a similar service. Mm-hmm. I think the Harry's blades and products are much, much better. Possibly because they are German engineered. Mm-hmm. Um, $15, you get a set that includes a handle, three blades, and shaving cream shipped to your door. And if you use the code JJGO... They will throw in a free four pla- four pack, excuse me, of blades, four plaques of blades. Yeah, they they keep them on plaques. Your teeth will hate you, uh, four, but your face will thank you. A four pack of blades with your first purchase if you use the code JJGO. Um, yeah, I used them. I thought they were really lovely. Uh, the, the handle design is are nice. nice. I did. I thought that was a nice cream. The cream is lovely. It smells yeah. good. Makes your face feel terrific. Harry's.com is the place to go. We also have something up on the Jumbotron this week. It's a message for Leanne from Brad. Hope you have a great day, Leanne. Thought this would be a different way to let you know that I think about you all the time and that every moment with you is special. You're the best. Love, Brad. That sounds like a really special love that they have. Do you think his dick is out right now? It's got to be. They're listening together and his dick is out right now? I should now? hope so. Fingers crossed, huh? Yeah. Let's get it home. Brad, take out your dick. <laughs> Brad, whip it out. <laughs> there you go. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Rachel Bloom, champion lightweight <laughs> wrestler. Champion lightweight. Not a champion, Just champion lightweight. lightweight half a glass of champion, wine. Champion and lightweight. And you are ready for, to go home. Uh-huh. Ready for bed. I'm easy. <laughs> it's just a, a, a championship lightweight bout is just where you, you drink until someone passes out and whoever passes out is the winner. Yes. <laughs> Hey, is he just pretending to be passed out so he can win this competition? (laughs) He's only had a quarter glass of this Chablis. Um, When something momentous happens to you, we ask you to call us at 206-984-4-FUN for our segment, Momentous Occasions. 
Sounds like we've got a couple of momentous occasions stocked up. Let's hear the first one. Hey, Jordan, Jesse Go. This is Alex from Louisville, Kentucky. I just witnessed the most insane thing. Um, maybe not the most insane. Maybe that's a bit of an exaggeration. But anyway, I saw, um, I was at the bar, and this guy came out, and he just was in an upset mood. And he just shoved uh, his way through the, the crowd. And, uh, and, you know, people don't like that. And uh, they said something. And so this guy just came back up. And he started growling at them, like, like like gyrating his body and growling at them. I don't know. I don't get it. But uh, afterwards, he, he ran across the street to a nearby Taco Bell and proceeded to take pick up chairs from inside the Taco Bell and throw them at the uh, glass window panes. I don't know why, what kind of drugs he was on. It was very, very bizarre. Um and cops have come, and they have arrested him after probably about six counts of assault, and uh, who knows what else he's been he's going to be charged with. Anyway, that's my momentous occasion. Uh, love the show. All right, bye. So, do you think that the Taco Bell part was because he went to get one of those new waffle breakfast tacos, and then he found out they were only rolling those out in regional markets? <laughs> Yeah, I think that's probably what it was. Yeah, you know, not a, in his market. A lot of people paint, I think, or a lot of people have had painted for them in their minds too rosy a picture of what it's really like to be a Teen Wolf. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think that sometimes, yeah, you flip out and have to run and destroy a Taco Bell. Yeah, because especially of all your Teen Wolf hormones, especially when you're underage wolf drinking. <laughs> Exactly. It almost sounded like the caller was, as he was calling, following this guy from the bar to the Taco Bell to getting arrested him and being like, oh, now he's throwing chairs. Oh, he's, he's arrested now. Like he was almost just like That's what chasing we're looking him for. on his tail. Yeah, we, I encourage you to report live on major life events. Sure. I mean, if it's illegal, like definitely after you get done hanging up with us, call the police or the paramedics or whatever, but definitely narrate it to us as it's happening. How come no one has like put us on speaker and then gotten married? They should totally. Yeah. Well, because our listeners are selfish chumps. Sometimes the selfishness of the people who listen to this yeah. program really leaves me crestfallen. It's appalling. You know, there's a nation of young people out there waiting to be inspired by your commitment to each other and to your community before God. And there's However, us that, that having been as said, well. that having been said, thank you to the guy who sent me a special homemade beard oil. With, oh, oh, beard oil? Yeah. What's it do? A nice beard oil. You know, conditions softens the beard. Softens the beard? Softens and conditions the beard. When you take a shower, do you condition your beard? You know, I don't have conditioner in my shower. because I, I shower separately from my white. Look, there's not much hair up here. It doesn't require conditioning. But I'm, I've been thinking about maybe I need some conditioner or at least some, some two-in-one. Once in a while, I do shampoo it because mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie to you. Shit gets in there. Literally shit. I, well, if I'm if, – if You're if, eating if, shit. If, like me, you rub your face in feces <laughs> a lot, it's simply going to happen. Mm-hmm. That's modern life. You know, if you don't like it, hop on a train back to the 19th century. Let's take our next Where call. no one ate any shit ever. Hi, Jordan, Jesse, and uh, guest. This is Phil from Cleveland, Ohio, calling with a momentous occasion. I was just driving through a uh, sudden snowstorm down a pretty steep hill and lost traction and did a full 180-degree spin. And through some combination of instinct and luck, I didn't hit anyone else, didn't damage my car at all, and avoided all of the orange cones because it was under construction. So that's what I did today. That's amazing. It's totally amazing. Wouldn't it be cool if he took that opportunity to drive back the other direction and it, like, totally changed his life? Like, if he was headed – like, we don't know exactly yeah. where he was going, but maybe he was going to his wedding, for example. Mm. And so when that happened, he just floored it, headed in the 180-degree opposite direction and went back to his and, old and- girlfriend. <laughs> I was going to say, like, he left his wedding and, like, enrolled in the nearest grad school. <laughs> he just got out of law school and decided to head in for the art supply store. Sure. 
get some canvases. Mm-hmm. Stretch them. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes, and sometimes a uh, sheet of black ice can change your life. It's a really good point. Jordan. I'm also amazed that he said this calls for Jordan, Jesse, and guest. That he knew I'd be here. Yeah, it's because that was he's prophetic. a. This is a guy with a lot of sort of semi-mystical qualities. I mean, yeah, to to turn out of a spin like that, you got to have some instinct, mm-hmm. and that he knows that the podcast he listens to that has a guest ninety eight percent of the time yep. would probably have a guest this time. So this is clearly a guy with a you know maybe a little bit of ESP. You know, he knows a lot about our show. He knows it has a guest. He probably read the Guardian review of our show, mm-hmm. so he knows it's taped in front of an audience, <laughs> and that it's too long. Um, if something momentous happens to you, you should call us at 206-984-4FUN, 206-984-4FUN. Put it in your phone, dummy. There, you have a machine in your pocket right now yeah. that's feeding you this show that saves phone numbers. 206-984-4FUN. narrate the next time a methed out weirdo destroys a Taco Bell or a Hardee's. Number one. It was PCP. Oh, okay. It was clearly PCP. You think so? Yeah, guys on meth don't just throw go around throwing things. <clears throat> they do compulsive shit. Oh, okay. He could have been he could have been doing that to every fast food place. They collect stuff and try and build things. Mm. PCP guys, they think they're the devil or whatever. Okay. That's fair. Not always, but sometimes. Meth sounds a lot better than I thought. No, I think meth is great for a while. It's a nice life hack. Something, I was listening to something. Oh, did you hear this? I think it was a This American Life story about, uh, about people who, clear, who buy storage lockers on Sight Unseen. And in the end, they found, uh, they found this bicycle with one working wheel and one homemade wheel. <laughs> And the homemade meal wheel was non-functional. And they said, yeah, this is the kind of thing that meth heads do. Wow. They try and build wheels for their bicycles. <clears throat> I've but always they lack wa- the you know, skill. I've always wanted to be craftier. Well, now's your chance. That was literally – I had there was an entrance exam for like a gifted and talented program when I was in elementary school. I did not get in. But the entrance like kind of thing they had us do was basically that where it's like – Oh, build uh like build a little bridge out of popsicle sticks, like trying to build things that shouldn't be built by other things. So maybe if I'd done a little meth. You'd be a success today and to not Harvard. on some asshole's podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do a little meth junior. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Co. I'm Dave Holmes. I'm the new host of International Waters, the transatlantic comedy show where land laws do not apply. I am here with one of our writers, Sarah Morgan, from the UK. Hello, Sarah. Hi, Dave. How are you doing? I didn't understand a word you just said. Could you explain International Waters and how it works? Uh, it's a transatlantic panel game. Uh, we have teams based in the UK and in LA, and uh, basically people try to be funnier more than they try to know things. Uh, I caught about half of that. Comedians on this show have included Josie Long, John Finnamore, Greg Proops, Paul F. Tompkins, Claudio Doherty, and Dana Gould. What a lineup. Indeed. I hope you enjoy it in America, and I will say more British things if you'd like me to. <laughs> pip, pip. Oh, you already sound like an elderly wizard, and I love it. <laughs> Find International Waters on MaximumFun.org or subscribe in iTunes. Thank you for your attention. I will see you on International Waters. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Rachel Bloom who currently just deleted Facebook and Twitter on her phone when she was in the bathroom just now. Really? Yep. I'm changing lives. I was in the bathroom and I deleted both those apps. Next step, eat lunch in a dugout. Mm -hmm. So you don't look like a pedophile. I'll be watching the kids, thank you very much. (laughs) When does the game start? (laughs) You were were in the bathroom. I was peeing Peeing. and I went on- You needed something to do. You know what it was the straw? You needed something to do. I needed something to do and I checked Facebook and I realized that I get that little- 
a burst of dopamine whenever I see a notification. Mm-hmm. But nine times out of ten, it's someone inviting me to an event in New York that I can't go to. <laughs> or it's someone I don't know asking me to play a game I've never heard of. And I was like, what am I doing? Like, I'm constantly like checking. Like a deadly game? Like a Saw situation? <laughs> yeah, it's Game like, of cat and mouse? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, you know, we hunt, hunt people on an island. Mm-hmm. I can't make it. Uh, an island of dimly lit warehouses. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I was just like... He's right, man. And I deleted. Uh, I, I deleted him. Both of them. I deleted both of them. On what my about phone. Tumblr, though? You got to get that Adam Scott. I don't. I don't have Tumblr on my phone. Where do you get your Adam Scott pics? Oh, <laughs> I have. A, I have a Google alert. <laughs> Every time he's a new, he's yeah. wearing a new tie. Yeah, but yeah, I, and I already feel kind of cleansed. It's nice. Yeah, feels good. I think anyone who doesn't have a Google Google alert for Adam Scott plus skinny tie, yeah, is <laughs> <laughs> you're wasting the internet. Yeah, that's what it's there for. I mean, if we had known ten years ago when we were watching the Ice Cube movie Crank, <laughs> featuring Adam Scott, <laughs> is that what's called Crank? I Crank's I think where Jason Statham has to keep his adrenaline up. Torque, torque, torque. The motorcycle knockoff of Too Fast, Too Furious mm-hmm. that's actually pretty entertaining because Adam Scott is so great at it. <laughs> Did we never think of a Game of Thrones cocktail? Oh, I had one. It's let's, super come on, lame, let's, though. Let's hear. I bet it's good. I mean, that's uh, the point of these things. Oh, instead of a white Russian, it's a white walker. Oh. And, that's good. And you put and and you basically like serve it like frozen. Like you basically freeze. Right, you freeze sure. a white Russian, so it's like a white Russian popsicle. That's really fun. Yeah, you know. That you're you you undersold that a lot. That is really good. It's I just think. not it's more clever. It's like it's like Cole Porter <laughs> clever as opposed to like, you know, like South Park out loud ha funny. Sure. But you're I mean, we should explain that you're wearing like a ball gown right now. <laughs> I am. It's more you're more of a Cole Porter type. I, I'm on my way to play piano for a cotillion, so Yeah. <laughs> I'm in that frame of mind. It's and true. you've got really you've got perfect rhymes. Mm-hmm. And whenever someone has to sing a big note, it's a nice open vowel. I do. It's true. Hullabaloo. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> RachelDoesThings.com. RachelDoesStuff.com. Shit. It's fine. RachelDoesThings.com is a filthy pornography site. <laughs> That's also me, but it's – Yeah, I, yeah. You we, wanna... You're here to promote your comedy. Yeah, okay. yeah. Not, not my – RachelDoesStuff.com is – Amateur granny gang. Is both your – Rachel does <laughs> – Who's an amateur? The granny or the people banging her? <laughs> it's everyone. Everybody? No one – it's everyone. The granny is actually the one who has experience. Oh, okay. But like basically I get DPs who've never worked before. Sure. I get sound guys who don't know how to work the sound. Oh, okay. A craft <laughs> service guy who's just like <laughs> – Pouring pencils into a bowl. I don't know. The these? The actors are professional. It's everyone around. Who's an amateur? Who doesn't know how to? No, just the slate guy doesn't. They don't. I know. think when you're searching for amateur porn, that's what you're. <laughs> yeah. That's what you mean. I get off on really badly done production. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible production values. RachelDoesStuff.com is Rachel's website. At uh, RachelDoesStuff is Rachel's tw- Twitters, and your YouTube is YouTube. Rachel does stuff. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I d- yeah, it is. Type that in there or whatever. Is that silly that I have like the same username for everything? It's good is branding. It? Oh, it's good branding. Is it? Yeah. Okay. You're fine. Because yeah, I thought look, of that brand You won an LA Weekly Award for Best Music Video. I did. And you won an LA Weekly Award for Best Fashion Blog. So we're both LA Weekly Award winners. What did you win yours for, Jordan? Best Street Taco. <laughs> <laughs> Shrimp and a little uh, and a little um, papaya salsa. Mm. Next, Simple. Next week, guys, uh, the Max Fun Drive begins. So get ready, maximumfun.org/slash/donate. And uh, end of the month will be our live streaming show. You can for- find more information at maximumfun.org. We will talk to you next time on Jordan Jesse Go. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.